Well, hello, everyone. Hey, Justin, by the way, can you uh, check your mic for me? Hey, this is Justin checking his mic for you. Good. We're going to leave that in this week. Um, so, uh, hey, everybody. We are talking about, uh, I guess we're going to call it desire. I like that word, but it's also temptation. Yeah. But really, we're trying to address it as the uh, crazy feeling of want that you get inside of your own head mm-hmm. or heart sometimes, right? Mm-hmm. Because uh, Sunday we were talking through this, and one of the one of the key points was... That hold, hold on just a second. Okay. All right. So Sunday, mm-hmm. you just blew past that. You delivered a wonderful message. I'm going to go ahead and plug Matt. He did a, he did a great job on uh, walking through a tough passage of Scripture in 1 Corinthians, where it was fleeing sexual immorality and, and all these things, and we'll just hey, leave... Man, keep it PG. We're, we're just going to leave it there. But uh, it was you did you did a really you stayed classy and that and that stayed was <laughs> classy that was that was partially the goal and, and that and that was stay PG stay classy yeah right. and you did and you but there was there was action steps there was there was challenge and um, none of them comfortable yeah yep. just just well done so so some of this conversation is stemming out of out of that and your study and your time with God in that right. passage but um, this is actually I did a sermon completely on this at one point historically that was on. Purely the concept of like, and, and really where I wanted to go with it was, I, I do think there's a conversation here about um, how judgy we get when somebody tells mm. us they have a desire or a want or feel a certain way. Mm-hmm. Um, and humans in nature, when they don't have that experience or acting on that is disturbing to them, yeah. their reaction is like, ooh, you're a lesser person. Yeah, And, and I'm not going to just say that within the Christian aspect of things. I mean, I think that's that's all of humanity. Yeah. We experience that all the time. Um, you and I have a podcast we still haven't published on ch- chocolate chips being in muffins that articulate exactly <laughs> that. Um, but, uh, Judging you real hard with, with that one. I'm, we, we're not going to go there right now. But I do think that's something that um, spiritually you've got to make a realization within yourself. Yeah. That you're going to have wants. And I'll, I'll, I'll just say, say it that way this right now. You're gonna at times want to rebel, yeah. And see, and you had mentioned, like we we see other people that are having these desires, and because we can't relate, we kind of judge or think lesser of them. What I go to is not even is not even the other person. It's it's me, you know. And it's as a believer, as someone who's been been a believer for a while, someone who who works in ministry. To me, that's one of those things that those that struggle that though the temptation or desire, we should have that like figured out. You know, like to me yeah. that that's that's kind of the lie that I tell myself is I should not have to fight anymore because of the knowledge that I have of who God is and and where I'm at and and the appearances that I want to keep up. Like I should not have to have that struggle. But the truth is because we're wrapped in flesh, because we're on this side of eternity, this side of heaven, we're broken, we're imperfect, it seems like that all signs point to we are in a constant battle with our flesh. We are in a constant battle with our minds, with our hearts to go, hey, I am not going to give in to this, but because we're battling that, that doesn't necessarily make us rotten people either. Yeah, so I think... As we we kind of like her, uh, we had some. We actually had had like one or two words worth of notes written down. But as I'm processing through this, like I almost want to dive into for a minute because um, we kind of asked a question and left it hanging in the in the talk through for this. 
um, our desires, there are desires you're born with. Mm-hmm. But then I also think there are some that are developed. Yeah. And those kind of work a little bit differently because I feel like there's there's certain temptations, and I'll, I'll just say it this way, I can't think of not having that temptation in my life. Mm. Like like even at a, at a young age, in some aspect, there was there was that deviant desire at mm-hmm. play. I mm-hmm. mean, and you can watch it and like you know take super small children mm-hmm. like their in, instinctive ability to lie to get out of trouble. Yeah. Like like I remember watching my children go through the realization that they could tell a lie to get out of trouble. Yeah, you know, and all of a sudden they're like you sit there and I remember like like I can play it back in my head and I've seen other other kids do this. I don't know if it's like. It's shortly after talking, unfortunately. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, yeah. it really is. Yeah. Um, in human development, but you you learn the ability to, and you kind of. It's interesting because I'm like, remember my kids and their body language, but it's like, hey, did you hit your sibling? And they're looking at you and like, and they don't move, but they're like, no. <laughs> and their face doesn't move, and yeah. it's almost like they don't know. Unfortunately, yeah. what we develop later on, yeah. how to how to develop your lying body language right. that covers it, right? right. You yeah. know. Um, and so I think there there's that aspect, but I really was like sitting here as you were talking a minute ago, and I was going like, what is the process by which we get into the danger zone of desire? Because I'm going to say there, I'm 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 going to draw a line here. I think the reason we get to a part point where we we associate desire with sin is because we have so much life experience that when we're tempted, we give in. Mm. And I think when we're spiritually in our walk and we're we're dealing with that desire. I almost feel like we need more forgiveness on the front end, mm-hmm. but we need more awareness of when we're 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 our desi- we are feeding the desire. Yeah, because I think that's what leads to the transgression. And I think that's what leads to the stakes, which pick up scars and form you know bad life habits and all that stuff. Um, because I was sitting here, I was writing this down because I think first of all, that first question deals with like. When were you introduced to the desire? Mm. Like, let's find the root of it. Because I think mm. sometimes that's helpful to go, okay, this is something... And I, I'm, I'm, I'm going to make an argument. Okay? I'm going to say something. Okay. Real, not making an argument. Allow me to make a formal <laughs> Articulate. Yes. Um, I feel like the natural-born desires mm-hmm. that are negative almost never leave. You learn how to handle them. Well, what, what, let's identify those. What, what do you think are... The, the negative well that's a big list and it's different for everybody like that's what gets yeah. weird because I think like because um, um, I think God God gives us desires one one of those is I think we're all created with a heart to worship something mm-hmm. and now now we were created with a heart to worship him but we we twist that and screw that up and we and we worship other things throughout life God gives us a desire for community. And we we twist that and screw that up to go. Well, I have to be married, or I have to, you know, have these people in my life and and follow this gang or this crowd. But yet, it comes from this desire of wanting to be a part of something bigger than yourself. And so, all those are desires that I think every human that's here on Earth has in some way, shape, or form that are good. But when we let the shadow side side of that kind of slip in and creep in. Now we've now we we pervert that you know we take well, it I mean, and we twist it. Yeah, and I think that's one of those because um, I'm trying to right now think in my mind like I'm having trouble finding other maybe 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 other than like pride. Mm-hmm. 
I'm trying to find like a sinful thing that doesn't have both a light and a shadow side. That 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 is like for example, um, so like if you take the desire to be loved, mm-hmm. that's not necessarily a bad desire, but where you go to that does like like do you lie so that people will like you, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Or do you, you know, the other side of that is, or do you, are you real and vulnerable with people so people can really know you? Yeah. Because one of those, you're seeking a surface knowledge and a very cheap, like, hey, I just need to like me right now. Mm-hmm. The other one is, is like, hey, I'm going to do the hard work so that I do a deep dive relationship with this person. Or like, uh, you know, you take, um, uh, I'll throw this word out. We're not going to dive deep into it, but like intimacy. Mm-hmm. The idea of someone knowing you personally, knowing all your stuff, same kind of thing. But then you try to get that feeling in really cheap ways. Right. That leads to intimacy issues. Right. Versus understanding, like, you know, that word's not a physical word by any means. Right. Um, it literally is a relational mm-hmm. word, but we've just kind of like... We cheapen it to just be physical. Right. I mean, that's the whole thing of like, you know... Ha- ha- Defining the word love in the American language in our current context is really weird right, right. now. Really right. weird. Um, it's almost like I wish we had the Greek where there were like five or six different words that yeah. meant it so we could differentiate. But it's when I say I love pizza. Yes. You know? Yep. <laughs> yep. That's, that's like I love doing this podcast with you. Yeah. Which me, one of those is greater? <laughs> yeah. Depends on what time of day it is, right? Yeah. You know, um, after, after eight o'clock, it, it, it's going to be pizza. I'm sorry. Um, but, uh, yeah, because I do think some of it is like when you're identifying your desire. Because we talked a lot about that Sunday. I think it's helpful to understand the healthy side of your desire. Because mm-hmm. even if it's um, where it becomes temptation, I would say, is when the action becomes a negative action. Mm-hmm. Like a sinful action. But understanding what the root of that is, 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 is very different. So my question... Yep. If my desire is to be loved and I am tempted, and maybe and maybe we need to separate those two words, desire and temptation, because desire can have yeah, okay, like yep. a light side, maybe. Yeah, may, t- and, again, and again, we, ha- we have not nope. exa- don't have an exhaustive list of all these things, but in the examples that we've talked about, like the desire to be loved has a light side which is what God created us, you know, we to to love him and to be a part of a community. So there's that, but then the shadow side of that could be where temptation falls in to which hey, I'm going I'm going to lie to this person or I'm going to be I'm going to dishonor God so I feel loved. Um if I have the desire to lean that way, when does that become sin in my life? Does that make sense? So, like, the, if 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 I am going, man, I am, I'm fi- I'm fighting feelings of uh, completely changing it here, but a jealousy. This person has something that I have that I don't want, and I'm just, I'm I'm, I'm a little jealous, Matt. Like, I, I'm I'm feeling it. I'm fighting it. Is that well, is mean, that is that sin in my life to so, to have jealousy, or is it only when I act upon that jealousy? That there's well, I mean, there's like so when you do the breakdown, you want to do like the theological breakdown on sin. There's sin of thought, there's sin of action, and there's sin of inaction. And Jesus really does address, like he says, you know, if you desire that in your heart, you have already transgressed. Sure. And so when it comes to our relationship with God, there is a, I guess, a transgression point of 
you know, and I think that goes to like um, when you really start to ponder it and worship it in your mind, the mm. concept or the idea. You know, when you really start to not just wrestle, but you give in to the mental dwelling. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'll use this in the sense of you talked about, which is like a greed issue, like jealousy, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, where it starts to become a domineering fascination because you're allowing it to in your head. Mm-hmm. And you've made it a practice. And that's the thing. Like, you create those neural pathways to where you practice, you know. You, and, and, and so it's funny. You talk about jealousy, that's one of those that you practice with certain people, right? Yeah. So once you get into that, I'm going to be jealous of this person mindset mm-hmm. and what they have or their relationship or their skill set or their opportunities in life. Once you get jealous of that, then with that person, like you start to resent that person, yep. right? Yep. And it starts to create attention. And so there is a careful line there. And I do think like, that allowed dwelling that becomes very self-focused is really kind of kind of where you get with it, right? Because, mm-hmm. I mean, as you set those barriers up, and, I mean, it says in Scripture over and over again, like, um, renew your mind. Yeah. Like, there are actionables of, like, hey, there is there is this, this understanding that things might pop into your head. Like, yeah. Justin, if I said, don't think about a pink elephant. That's all I can think about. Right. Okay, yeah. I know. But at the same time, (laughs) but at the same time, and I'll say this because you and me have talked about this. Like, there are times we just have random dark thoughts. Mm -hmm. You know, maybe scripture describes those as arrows from from the enemy, whatever you want to call them. Uh, In most cases, I would I would give the enemy a lot less credit, and I would attribute my own brokenness to like media exposure and and things of that nature. Trash in, trash out. Exactly. Yep. And so, um, you know, and and so with that, like, I really do think about, like, there is a responsibility of renew your mind. Fill it with good stuff. Learn how to, when you're in this mindset, get out of it. And, I mean, like, even on the emotional side of things, like, I've, you know, I think I've shared on here, like, anxiety issues, worry. Mm-hmm. Like, I've, I've had to work and to learn and train myself that when I fall victim to this pattern of worry, mm-hmm. um, and I'm not talking about that as on, on a sinful level necessarily. I'm just talking about it as like a wrestling. Mm-hmm. Um, there are certain things I can do to dwell on that. Yeah. Most of them are scroll up, you know, yeah. look, look it up, look, look it up on WebMD. Yeah. That always works. <laughs> yeah. um, everybody has cancer on WebMD. It, um, it ends in death. Yes. And so look it up on WebMD, always a bad plan. Um but I know I can go, literally, in most cases, I can go grab scripture, hit my worship playlist, do all this stuff, and I can literally change the way my mind's working yeah. at the moment. Yeah. Well, and I think another, oh, man, I think another way to deal with this is to that wrestle, because, again, I, I, I'm learning that I feel like I grew up most of my life in that, like, let's take that, for example, if I'm struggling with anxiety or I'm struggling with fill in the blank, right? Yep. And the fact that there's a wrestle that is shameful, you know. Yeah, like that. No, that's. Huh. I, I'm realizing now. I've grown up most of my life going. I can't. You. You wrestle with that. How dare you have a wrestle? You know. And that. And I'm not talking about even giving into what we're wrestling with. I'm talking about just the fact that it even crossed the doorway of our mind or our yeah. hearts. And I think one of the things that I'm learning and that you know that, that you kind of taught on was 
those things happen. Again, because we are broken and sinful people and we are not perfect, yes, we have Christ in us. And it says in his word that he has given us a way out of this temptation, which, going back to your point, renew your mind. Take those thoughts captive. Take those take those feelings captive and go, I'm not going to be formed by these feelings. I'm going to dive into truth. I'm going to get into his word. I'm going to reach out to a friend yeah. and let them know. But here's the thing. When you're on the other side of that and you're thinking that it's shameful that you're even having that thought, the last thing you want to do is reach out to yeah. a friend. Oh, yeah. The last thing yeah. you want to do is put on that worship playlist or get in the word because it's like, what a hypocrite. You're going to talk about how you worship God, but yet you're dealing with this in your mind, you know? Yeah. And so to me, that is a huge game changer for, for, for me and for people listening to go, hey, if you're dealing with it, if you're struggling with this at this level of, of even thought and desire, assess that, you know, assess, assess what are you going to do with that? Are you going to isolate yourself, close yourself yep. off, and then... Because chances are, if you go that that route and you and you get guilt and shame and isolation, you're gonna it's gonna become a temptation that you then fall into. Oh, absolutely. If yep. you if you go, hey, you know what? God's given me a way out. I'm reaching out to a friend. I'm diving into His Word. Then it shifts what we're thinking. It shifts our heart, and we can flee from that. We can run from that. Yeah. And the passage I, I was actually reading this morning um, during my time of God was Second uh, Hebrews, verse eighteen, um, and it's talking about Jesus, and it says before. For because Second Hebrews, Hebrews, chapter, <laughs> Hebrews two, chapter two. Sorry, I was in I was Corinthians. Like, like, I've not gone to seminary, but uh, Hebrews. No, we are using the actual Bible. Okay, Hebrews chapter two, verse eighteen. Um, for because he himself, talking about Jesus, has suffered when tempted, he is able to help those who are being tempted. So that word right there is really interesting because that idea of suffered. Because mm. I think that's what we're talking about. We are talking about that mental legit suffering because you're denying yourself right mm-hmm. because you're fighting it off mm-hmm. um and i can remember let me, let me go back historically to my struggle with this concept about probably 15 years ago i think i think was the first time this concept of um struggle hit a realization and i heard a sermon uh, i think it was vody balkum mm-hmm. and he was talking about the relationship to sin in a believer's life is struggle mm. And I heard that, and I went, no. Mm. Because, like, like literally my posture to or to what he said, like, in my head, I remember hearing that and me being like, that's not right. Like, like feeling like something was wrong with what he was saying. Because, literally, my mind had been trained to, if you have the temptation, you've already failed. Yeah, yeah. Right? And, yes. I th- and so, so, like, it took me probably years of working through what he was intending to say to get to the place where I could even articulate within myself of like, man, I'm not, I, I, I struggled with a temptation, you know, like, like yesterday mm-hmm. or, or earlier this morning. But, it, and here's the weird part. You leave that feeling. Ugh, yeah. Don't you? Yeah. Like you walk out of that mental moment when you're fighting off dwelling on something, so, when you're trying to get, trying to get out of it, when you, you feel yourself planning it out because that yeah. was happening in temptation yeah. sometimes, right? So why is it that God's Word tells us these things, but as believers, you know, that you could, you could flip it, I guess, and go, hey, I'm struggling because Christ is in me, and I'm going to let him win out. Yeah, where is that? You know, so like, where is that? Where so is why that? don't we go that route? Why is it always this shameful, I'm struggling, God can't use me because I had I had like 
the the thought of thinking about this, you know, and and even so, you you talked about this verse with Jesus that he he himself has suffered when tempted. Um, <clears throat> I was reading the the verse before that. It says, therefore, he had to be made like his brothers in every respect, so that he might become a merciful and faithful high priest in the service of God to make propitiation for the sins of the people. Like that line of therefore, he had to be made like his brothers in every respect. You know, like he Jesus on earth in flesh was one of us. He knows what we're dealing with. Yeah. And, and and too many times I think you hear Jesus was tempted. Yeah, but he handled it perfectly. But that does not mean that he didn't suffer through that temptation. That doesn't So that's that's so so I mean like like that's one that's a little wrecking to me. Also like anytime scripture refers to us as like brothers and sisters of Christ and like sons sons of God, mm-hmm. that type of thing, that always wigs me out. Mm-hmm. Never feel like I'm good enough. Just have to process right. that one, right? Like me Jesus not on the same level. Um, so that one always throws me off. Test. Oh, no, I'm, just, yeah. <laughs> I'm just saying. Um, even though I know sins have been forgiven, okay, right. but uh, but yeah, I think that's where mentally you think about because once again, like you think about like you know Jesus with perfectly straight hair and he walks and doesn't feet doesn't move like right. like all the the misconstrued movies. But at the same time, I'm sitting there going. There's that struggle. So going back to okay, we're gonna go back to the chosen backpack conversation. <laughs> so one, I watch I watched that show, and in one of the moments, um, because they do a very interesting job of making the disciples really annoying. <laughs> like like which which I mean, when you read through scripture, like there's sometimes where you're like Peter, just stop talking, right? Right. Um, right. But the actor that portrays this or whatever, um, at one point the disciples are saying something to him, and it's one of those moments, and. As an actor, his choice in portraying this was he <sighs> took a deep breath and did like the long, not quite eye roll blink. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But in my head, I'm reading that going like, wait, did he suffer like through in that temptation to like not rage out? Even though that was a portrayal of Scripture. Yeah. But, I'm, yeah. but getting that idea of Jesus wrestled with this stuff like the bad thoughts were thrown into his mind and yeah. he had to get he had to deal yeah. with he had to get out he had to escape into prayer at times yeah. like um i mean the garden of gethsemane like he's been called hey here's what you're going to go do father let this cup pass from me like what is happening in that moment right he is literally in the battle of temptation right there and and he has a desire that he makes known let this cup pass from yep. me but not my will, but yours yes, be done. Exactly. And so it's he, he handles it perfectly because he's Jesus and he always does and always will. We do not because we're not Jesus. But that's but I, I want to kind of go back to that. There's hope in this, you know. There, there's there, there we is, we, we yeah. fall into the the shameful side of it of I've got to bury my head in the sand. And I've got to isolate, and I've I can't I can't I can't you know because I'm I'm a sinful nasty so, person. However, it tells us Jesus suffered much like we suffered, and if we are suffering, if we are fighting the temptation, Hallelujah! You know what I mean? Because yeah. because the other thing is, is if we're not, if we're just like oh this popped in my head, I'm gonna go sin, I'm gonna go do this. Christ is probably not in us and probably not working in us. And it's not a fault of his. It's because we haven't surrendered to him. But if we have surrendered to him and he's in our life and in our heart, that the battle is on, you yep. know? And, and and so here's the thing. Like, here's here's my takeaway from our conversation, okay? Um, we, a lot of times, especially as believers, will articulate to each other, 
shamefully in tone. Mm. Man, I'm really struggling with da da da. Mm-hmm. And it says slow beat down. Like, why is that not a win? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right? Because you're not saying I failed. Right. And you recognize it. And, 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 and as you said, if Christ isn't in you and your desire is not equally to follow him, then there's no battle and no struggle. <laughs> you're giving right? in every yeah. time. The only thing you're doing is trying to manage the negativity in the easiest way possible, right? Of, yeah. of the action. Yeah. Like you're you're being smart about it. Yeah. Bit, right? Yeah. Um, but struggle is win. Like, like the fact that you are struggling, that you're in the fight, that you are fighting it, that you're recognizing it's wrong, and you're going, God, help me. From the, from, in Second Hebrews, no, I'm just kidding. In Hebrews chapter 2, the verse you just read, if we find ourselves suffering in temptation, you could suffice it to say that we're like Christ in that moment. You know what I mean? Like, he, the scripture tells us he suffered through his temptations. He suffered. Now, again, we are not on the same level as Jesus Christ. He is always and always will be above us. He is perfect. He handled that perfectly. We will not always do that. But you can rejoice in the fact that knowing that you have a Savior who understands that. Yeah. And that has walked through those same things that you did. I wasn't there. I wasn't in his mind and his heart. I don't know how he how he suffered through that, what that was like for him. But his word that is living and active tells us I am, he suffered in those moments. So, and So here's what we're going to do with each other, okay? okay, when we start whining to each other about our suffering, okay, okay our temptation, right? Uh, we're going to basketball coach this. Okay. Here's what I mean by that. So I didn't like, play sports, so I don't It's okay. I'm going to tell you what it okay. is. So you tell me you're suffering. I'm suffering, man. Get your head up, boy. <laughs> Hold your head high. Yeah. We still got four quarters. Like, I mean, seriously, yeah. it's gonna be like we got. Yeah. We are in the middle of this. We still got. The Bible this. uses press on. You know, like you know, endure. Minute, like full court press because that's yeah. exhausting. I man. don't know what man that to means. man all that. No yeah. idea. That's good. That's wonderful. <laughs> awesome. Go sports. So we uh, we uh, hope this was uh, as inspiring as inspiring to you as it was to us. Yeah. Because I do really feel like that idea of like in my own head, I have to get through the idea that struggling is a win. Yeah, that when I'm tempted and the battle is on, and I've got to fight off dwelling on it, and I've got to make sure I'm not scrolling through it, and I've got to make sure I'm not thinking about it. I got to make sure yeah. that even when I'm planning it out in my head, because you yeah. do that sometimes. Yeah. You know, you know, you're going to drive by Krispy Kreme on the way right. home, right? <laughs> right. You are going to go. I'm winning this. Yeah, and and here's and here's the thing is let's not get it twisted. We're not looking for moments to be tempted. True. We're, yeah. we're, we are fleeing from these things, like you said. We're not. If we know that going by Krispy Kreme is a temptation, we're going to take an alternate route. So we are we are we are trying to avoid these things. But when they find us, and they inevitably will, because we're broken and sinful people living in a broken and sinful world. When we are in the struggle, when we're in the suffering, we will know that there's hope in that because Christ is at work in us. Absolutely. Well, we thank you guys for listening. We hope this was helpful to you. And uh, if you have any questions, reach out to Matt or Justin at doubleclickpodcast.com, and we will see you next week.